When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there. Welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. Welcome to the last day of the first ever New Year's Plan Jam. I hope you've enjoyed taking a peek into my guests' planning processes as much as I have. I just love getting an inside look at how really smart people with such different perspectives approach the new year. Now that I've gotten to do a deep dive into everyone else's planning process, I'm psyched to incorporate pieces from everyone's approach into my own. I took last year off from planning for the new year. After the pandemic years, I really just wasn't in the mood. So this year I'm feeling pumped and I hope you are too. Today I'm going to share the details of what I'm doing in terms of getting ready for the new year, including where I'm doing it and when I'm doing it and what tools I'm using to do it and what I hope to get out of it. Before I tell you about this year, I want to tell you about what I used to do. This was kind of several years ago. I used to write lists like 22 great things that happened in 2022 or 23 goals for 2023. And while it was fun, nothing like an arbitrary deadline to get those wheels turning, right? I got to think of 23 things. I didn't find them that meaningful later in the year. I think it was the lack of categorization. And without that, The goal list, in particular, just felt like a to-do list, and that was uninspiring. So this year, I'm taking Jessica Tudos's nine categories of life, and honestly, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that episode and write those nine categories down. I'm sorry. I wish I had them at my fingertips for you right now so that I could say them again, and that would be helpful to you and to me, but I don't. (laughs) but I'm going to do what I advise you to do. Go back and listen to the episode, write down the nine categories, and then I'm really going to reflect on what went well in those categories last year and what I want to focus on within those categories in the year to come. You know, they were things like health, home, kind of your basics, but they were a little more refined. And I loved that there were nine of them, although that sounds like a big number because I felt like she didn't leave anything out. And I was really paying attention to all parts of my life, it was very holistic. And I wasn't just getting focused on what am I going to do in my work life this year? I can be guilty of that. I also want to take Kimothy's guidance to heart, pun intended, I guess, and really ask myself first what my heart wants for the year ahead with no limits or restriction on categories at first. I think once I see the bigger picture of what I want to create or invite more of on that just like emotional level of desire and wouldn't it be great and this would mean so much to me, I can figure out what goals go into each of the categories. And I'm also going to be following Sarah Hart Unger's lead on considering my energy when I'm translating 
what I want to create more of in the year ahead into actual goals and plans for the months and weeks of 2023. You know, some months you just have more energy than others, and some months are more about savoring life and being present than about getting things done. And I want to take that information to the extent that I can know what my energy will be like months from now into consideration when I'm thinking about what I'll do and when. For example, I don't want to plan a ton of priorities and goals in August when I know that I have a lot of deadlines in July. And in August, I'm probably going to be mostly focused on recuperation and enjoying those last summer days. That's just one example. Also, as I'm heading into my New Year's planning, there's a phrase that I have found myself saying a lot especially in terms of work, but I think it applies to all the categories lately, which is save space for sanity. (laughs) I want to be very mindful of what I say yes to in the year ahead in terms of work-related projects, yes, but even like things that I bring into the house or trips that I say yes to, because I am feeling very aware that I need more space in my schedule, a little less planned, structured time, time when I don't necessarily need to be maximizing my productivity at every moment, because I think I said yes to a few too many things this year. It's just gotten me to that point where if something unexpected comes up, like I see a neighbor when I'm out walking the dog and I want to stop and have a chat, or my mom calls and says, oh, honey, I'm sick. Could you pick something up for me at the pharmacy, which I very much want to do. I very much want to chat with my neighbor. I also don't want to be simultaneously having that thought in my head of like, when am I going to get the thing done that I need to get home and get done and do right away? You know, I just don't want that like feeling that every second has to count. I know that something I'd like to do this year is take sailing lessons. For example, we have a couple of amazing resources locally that make it affordable and accessible to get out on the water. My husband is interested in doing it too. And I think we could do it together. And maybe like, I don't know, maybe we'll become boat people. (laughs) I can't do that if I'm overbooked with work and constantly feeling like I need to be doing something. Saving space for sanity is why I've made the decision to go down to producing only three episodes a week in the 2023 instead of five, for example. This is a little sneak peek. I'm going to tell you about it next week, which is when it's starting. But this is how that phrase that I've just noticed myself saying is already starting to inform what I'm thinking about for the year ahead. All right. I'm going to talk more specifics, the what, the where, the when, the how about my New Year's planning right after this break. So come back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Okay, I am just opening up and giving you a peek into my New Year's process for this year. I hope it inspires you to figure out what your New Year's process is going to be. First, let's talk about the when this is going to happen. Well, it turns out, even though I'm recording this episode early, before Christmas, working on this episode made me realize that today, December 30th, when this episode is airing, is a really great time for me to sit down and do a little bit of at least the reflecting portion of my New Year's planning process. 
We got back from a quick getaway up to Boston with the kids last night. This is old me talking about current me. Anyway, and we've got friends arriving this afternoon. So this morning, I've blocked off two hours. I want to get at least enough time to reflect and look back and see what went right. And hopefully, I'll have some time to start sketching out the year ahead. But I may not. And I don't want to feel like I'm selling myself short because I only have about two hours today because I also need to spearhead a cleaning party to get the house ready for our guests. And I find that the reflecting and the dreaming is kind of separate from the goal setting. Like it's two different mind states. And so it's okay to spread them out over two different sessions. So I've also booked a three hour slot for the morning of Wednesday, January 4th, because January 2nd is still a holiday. The kids will be home from school. January 3rd, I know I'm going to have podcast episodes to produce. And January 4th is when I feel like I could wake up early. Kids could get themselves to school. I could sequester myself in my office and really do some planning for the year ahead. As I mentioned, the where of where I'm going to do this planning is going to be here at home in my office. I'm going to shut the door. I need to schedule some time to clean off my desk before December 30th. I'm glad that I'm saying that out loud because I need to do that as soon as I'm done recording this episode. But I want to have access to everything I need. And I sort of hate packing stuff up to go work somewhere else, even though once I get somewhere else, I'm usually very happy to be in a different environment. But I think for planning this year, I'm going to stick to home. As for the things I need, I am using three different notebooks, basically. I'm using my big eight and a half by 11 moleskin dotted paper notebook that I do my morning pages in to do the dreamy, reflective part. I'm going to answer these questions. Where am I now? Which is a question that I shared in an earlier episode. I think that week's theme was simplicity, and it was like two questions to help you. I can't remember exactly what it was, but if it sounds familiar to you, it's because I talked about that in an earlier episode, and it is a question that I ask myself quite frequently. But this time I'm going to be asking myself, where am I now in terms of where am I at the end of this particular year, not just on this one specific day, which is how I usually use it. And then I'm going to ask myself, where do I want to be this time next year? This is a little bit of like casting yourself forward into the future. And if I were writing this on December 30th, 2023, what do I want to be able to say about where I am now? And then taking a page from Kimothy's book, I'm going to ask myself, what's calling to my heart? And just do some free writing. I'm not committing to anything at this point. I'm just getting it out on paper where I can see it. And then in this notebook is also where I will list out the nine categories that Jessica Tudos shared and write out what went well, what I want to leave behind, and what I want to carry forward for each category. So this is kind of like just taking a snapshot of where we are now. And then I'm going to pull out my brand new Erin Condren monthly planner which is a planner that I learned about from listening to Sarah Hart Unger's wonderful podcast, Best Laid Plans. It has a monthly calendar for each month, a page for listing your priorities for that month, and then plenty of lined paper for notes. I think I chose to put a few more sheet of notes in each monthly section. And I think you can also choose like graph paper or dotted paper. I went for lines but I have like four or five pages of lined paper for each month. And I use those papers mostly for podcast planning. I like to write out ideas for themes and individual episodes and who I'd like to interview. And just if I have random ideas that don't fit into themes, I like to get them down on paper so that I can look back 
and have a record of all my thinking about podcasting in one place. But I'm also going to use the monthly calendar for other work goals and life goals and things like that. But just really kind of parsing it out, divvying it up into smaller chunks than the yearly list. And then I pull out my more of what's a daily agenda that is pretty simple. It's made by a company called Anecdote. I found it on Amazon. It's three months at a time. So it's a nice little size, but that does mean you have to keep continually buy them. I put them on subscribe and save. And the reason that I like this daily agenda is that it has a page for each day with the times of the day listed out vertically, which I find I really need in order to be able to visualize how my day will go and when I'll actually be able to get work done. It also has a spot for to-dos and priorities for each day and a little space for notes, which is where I try to write down notable things that happened that day, good or bad, so that when I look back, I can remember what life really felt like on that day and not just what I did. I'm not great about filling those notes in, I will be honest, and that is something that I'd like to get better at this year. This daily agenda also has a couple of blank lined pages between each week, which is where I write down my list of what I'd like to get done that week, which I often refer back to during the week when I have a moment of wondering, what should I be working on? It keeps me on track. And so I take the yearly thinking from the notebook and put it into the monthly planner. And then based on what I want to get done on a month, I can put that into the daily planner. It's a little bit like the nested goals that Sarah Hart Unger talked about. But for me, I have them in three different physical spaces. And that just seems to work with the way that my brain works. And that is my process. I'd really love to know if you have a process that works for you. I mean, seriously, this is so cool. I love taking a peek into other people's, you know, nuts and bolts of how they make sure they're taking care of the things that they care about. So if you want to, I invite you and I would be so excited if you did email me and tell me about your New Year's planning process and I can share about it on a future episode. My email address is kate at katehanley.com. And you can type out what your process is, or you can record a voice memo and then attach it to the email and then send it to me. You can even send pictures if you're so inspired. I love to see other people's planners. I'll be posting on Instagram about my planner stack, which is something that I can't even believe that I have. But here we are. I have one and I'm so excited about it that I'm going to take a picture of it and post about it on Instagram. So come check those out. I'm at Kate Hanley Author. Have fun with your podcast planning and happy new year. How to be a better person's theme song left for deadish is by junior 85. The episodes are mixed by sound advice strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also how to be a better person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 